Last Monday, I believe it was May the 10th, stimulus guidance came out that's actually starting to tell communities how you're gonna be able to use that stimulus money. Jefferson City, Missouri, their regional economic development partnership is in need of a CEO. 1,200 overall jobs Milwaukee will bring to the region. 800 of these will be in the new Grenada facility. Priority one applicants that lost 90% or more of their revenue from April to December of 2020 are scheduled to receive funds of up to $10 million in the first 14 days of disbursement. Well, I got it back into my shop. My sugar was totally perfect. My cholesterol was perfect. If anything, it was a hair low. Next Move Group, the voice of economic development. Here is Chad Chancellor. Hello, this is Chad Chancellor, co-founder of Next Move Group. Welcome to this week's YouTube Economic Development Newscast, the voice of economic development. So stimulus guidance finally came out this week. Last Monday, I believe it was May the 10th, stimulus guidance came out that's actually starting to tell communities how you're going to be able to use that stimulus money. So the big cities are already receiving their allocations. Some of the smaller cities and counties, you're going to get your allocations through your actual states. But guidance finally came out. Now, I was on the road all last week in Missouri. So as you can obviously tell, I'm in St. Louis now, but had meetings last week from Potosi, Missouri, all the way over to Joplin, Missouri. So I have just got to St. Louis. I have not had time to look at this guidance, but it is out. A webinar was put on by the National League of Cities. So we will put that link right here in this newscast. So right now, as I'm talking, you can see where that is. You can go and watch it. I'm going to go and watch it and probably we'll put a show together for our movement members walking you through this stimulus guidance. But the guidance is finally out. The money is starting to flow. I briefly was able to look through some of the highlights and it's obvious you're going to be able to spend the money in water, sewer, and broadband pretty much as you see fit. They have spelled that out. Now, here's the unfortunate problem. Sewer is very expensive. Broadband's very expensive. So some of our small counties may only be getting $4 million. It's not a whole lot of broadband you can run for $4 million. It's not a whole lot of sewer you can run for that. Those are two of the most expensive pieces of infrastructure. And so uh, it's probably going to sound good. We're going to be able to run all this water and sewer and broadband. In reality, that money's not going to go all that far. So watch for that guidance. It is out. Most of the small communities, you're going to get your money through your state. So you may not have it yet. That will be flowing. As a reminder, you're going to get half the money now, either, you know, last week or coming up from your state. You're going to get the other half next March, and it can be used for economic recovery-related endeavors. So we'll watch this webinar. It looks like National League of Cities put it out. It's about an hour long. We'll watch it, let you know what's most important to you. On our executive search front, we are as busy now as we've been since 2019. We had a stretch in 2019 when we were doing a whole bunch in a row. Very similar to what we're doing right now. But you all, if you've been following our emails, following our channel, you have seen we've announced new executive searches for the Marshalltown, Iowa Chamber of Commerce CEO position. That also oversees economic development. So Marshalltown's right between Des Moines, Iowa City, Ames, right in that whole area there. Uh, Cedar Rapids, tremendous, tremendous location, uh, 100-year-old type chamber, maybe 80 years, maybe 120, can't remember, but one of those old, long-standing chambers, five-star credit, they know what they're doing. Going to be a great job for somebody. This week, we announced a Jefferson City, Missouri economic development job. Another reason I'm up in Missouri. Missouri's becoming probably our number two and number three revenue state, so we're going to be up here a whole lot. 
But this week we announced that one. Well, we just did the Chamber of Commerce. In the old days, their Chamber of Commerce did economic development, but they have separated those out. And we just hired for their Chamber of Commerce CEO position. Now we're hired for their economic development position. So if you see that one, don't be confused and think, well, wait a minute. I thought I just saw a Jefferson City. You did. That was the Chamber one, but we have finished it. Now we're doing the economic development. We're also doing the Kilgore, Texas Economic Development Corporation search for an executive director. Kilgore's in a great location right along Interstate 20, by nine and a half, two hours east of Dallas. My aunt and uncle lived in Kilgore for many, many years and absolutely loved it. He worked with Halliburton. Kilgore's got some nice size industries. They are prepared. Jenna Russell's done a good job there. Amanda Nobles was there for many years preparing that community. They are prepared to win. Great community college, airport. That's going to be a good one for somebody. We're also doing a search for the Upshur County, West Virginia Economic Development Authority. Upshur County is located up south of Morgantown, a little bit south and east of Morgantown in basically north central West Virginia. And they have had some great recent successes. They've got plays in the aerospace market, in the timber market, in the energy market, and even in the STEM market as well as in the agriculture market. They got some big name employers there. Warehouser has an operation there. Baker Hughes has an operation there. Many others that you would recognize. Got some good industrial parks ready to go. And I'll tell you, West Virginia, all the communities up there, and this one included, are doing a great job of helping their entrepreneurs. They're doing a tremendous job of helping their entrepreneurs, even start manufacturing businesses with manufacturing type incubators and all. The whole state of West Virginia is on top of that. So this one's going to be a good opportunity for someone as well. And while we're working all those, we got three more we'll be announcing here in the next week or two, probably between now and the end of May. We've won all those deals, signed the contracts, but we're still in the kickoff process getting them out. So keep your eyes open. You'll be see you'll be seeing three more of them coming. And we are finishing up the Jasper, Alabama Economic Development Executive Search. We've honed in on our finalists there, so hopefully we'll be making that hire soon. And we'll be interviewing candidates for the Victoria County, Texas search here in the next week or so. We are actually presenting our list of candidates today on Monday as you watch this. So we'll be interviewing those in that process and got several other proposals out. So we are very, very busy on that front. We're also looking forward to doing some board training. It's got a board training coming up this week for Jefferson County, West Virginia, doing that one virtually. And then next week for Opportunity Florida, the organization Roy Baker runs, doing that one virtually as well. Board training is our product of the month. Every month, we have a different product of the month. So last month were virtual buildings. We sold three of those. This month, it's board training. So we have the board training product you can purchase for $277 if you just want a video. But if you want us to do it live or in person, get up with us this month and we'll get you scheduled for June. It's very important now that all this stimulus money is coming, especially as we see what the guidance is. It's going to be very, very important. As we kind of get into my personal news this week, so I just saw Astra Ferris over there in Joplin, and she said she had enjoyed watching my weight loss journey on the YouTube channel. So Astra, I'm just going to keep telling that. I got something exciting to tell you all today, and it's not about the scale. I just had some blood work done to see, you know, where all my levels were. And I just got them back because I've been on this keto diet. And some people have said that while you'll lose weight, it might throw some of your levels off. Your cholesterol might be high. And I'm 39. I'm getting to that age. You know, right about 40, you got to start watching all that, especially when you got as heavy as I had gotten before I lost these 40 pounds. Well, I got it back into my shock. My sugar was totally perfect. My cholesterol was perfect. If anything, it was a hair low, a hair low, believe it or not. 
Every number in there was perfect. My brother's a nurse practitioner. He was shocked when I read him off the number. So Astra, uh, I'm happy about that. So in addition to the weight loss, I knew I needed to get that weight loss. In addition to that, now I got some good numbers. So hopefully I'll be around kicking for a while. And since I'm in St. Louis, St. Louis played the Pirates this week and the Cubs. So I'm going to stick around for that Cubs series. We're going to take some guests to those games before I fly back to New Orleans. The weather's starting to turn the corners in first place by three games as of the time I'm recording this thing. So all is looking good. Jack Flaherty is 7-0 on the season. And the St. Louis Blues hockey playoff starts Monday night while I'm in St. Louis. So I'm going to get to watch some of those games with folks. I done had my shots. They done said we don't have to wear a mask. So we it's time to go back to normal as far as I'm concerned. So I'm looking forward to watching both the Blues and the Cardinals while I'm in St. Louis and Mississippi State baseball. We were sitting in the catbird seat. We were sitting in the catbird seat to go win the conference. And Sunday, we blew the Sunday game last week against South Carolina, blew the game. And this week, Missouri just beat us two out of three. Missouri had won, I think, only four conference games, maybe five before it started. So we are sputtered. Mississippi State, we were ranked number three in the country in baseball. We are sputtered at the wrong time. So next week, we play Alabama, then the SEC tournament, then the NCAA tournament. So we're still good enough. We should host all the way to Omaha, but the team's not playing well. We got to catch some momentum. We had a chance to win the conference because Arkansas is playing Tennessee. Vanderbilt's playing Ole Miss. Those are hard games. We had a chance to win the conference, and we have lost three of our last four ball games. All ball games, we had a tremendous – we were huge favorites in all of them. And the pitching, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Missouri today scored 14 to 15 runs on us. So we got to get that all figured out. And this week's golf tip comes from Stuart Sink. So Stuart Sink's been on the tour a long, long time. Won the British Open in 2009 when we when he broke Tom Watson's heart. But he's won twice at age 47 or 48 in the last six months. So you might have heard of him here recently, even if you didn't hear of him before. And the reason I picked him is my high school principal, a man named Al Smith. His son-in-law was a golf pro at East Lake Country Club, knew Stuart Sink real well. He's the one that put me on to the professional golf management program at Mississippi State. And Stuart Sink came to Mississippi State to teach us and do different stuff with us. So I've always followed him. And now that he's on this winning streak, I thought we would honor him today. So this is his tip. He says he always envisions when he swings rotating in a phone booth so that he has to swing around himself. And if you watch him, he very much rotates back and through. See, he doesn't move off the ball as some of the golfers do. He says when he grew up, he practiced a lot inside, and that's how he had to do it. And so to this day, that's his swing vision that he thinks about. He thinks about rotating in a phone booth where he doesn't move ahead or behind the ball. And this actually shows well with me in St. Louis because New Orleans, I don't have this black thing behind me. So look here. If you keep your head right here on this black See, back and forth. This is what he's saying. Picture yourself rotating in a phone booth so that you don't ever go totally sway behind it or sway in front of it, and you might hit the ball better. Due to various demands on time and resources, economic development and trade and export agencies often struggle to complete effective market research and business outreach campaigns. For the past 10 plus years, Research FDI, along with our affiliated consulting groups at Research B2B and FDI 365, have leveraged our in-house knowledge, resources, and expertise in market research and consulting to help over 250 organizations directly facilitate inward investment attraction and new trade and export opportunities for their regions across a wide variety of industry sectors. 
our highly personalized services and best cost to quality ratio in the industry ensures our client satisfaction, leading to repeat customers year after year. What are you waiting for? Leave the market research and business outreach to the expert team at Research FDI. To learn more about our services, contact us today. Welcome back to another week of the Your Next Move section of this week's newscast. Once again, there's a ton of roles available across the U.S., but I want to start with some next move group searches as we have a handful available. So first up in Marshalltown, Iowa, their Chamber of Commerce is looking for their next CEO. The Marshalltown Chamber is a five-star chamber rated by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce with 120 years of history and working to improve the quality of life and promote economic well-being in the community. The CEO will primarily be responsible for leading the chamber in its mission to support and grow the community to help the chamber reach its goal of growing the population and reducing the commuter rate, assisting in economic development efforts and increasing tourism and chamber membership numbers, as well as in enhancing community relations. So the salary range is 90,000 to 150,000, and this is based on experience and residency is required within three months of accepting this role. You can apply at Marshalltown at the nextmovegroup.com. We're going to wrap up this job search on May 28th. All right, next up in Kilgore, Texas, the Economic Development Corporation is in need of an executive director. Kilgore is about an hour and a half from Dallas via I-20, and it's also home to excellent schools, a commercial airport, and existing industries such as Yamaha. The ideal candidate will be collaborative, a problem solver, and will have proven project management skills. A bachelor's degree and five years of experience is required. However, a master's and 10 years of experience is preferred. Out-of-state travel is common for this role by vehicle and air, as well as after-hours work can be expected. The salary starting for this position will be $130,000, and again, that's based on experience. And you can apply for this one by submitting your resume to Kilgore at thenextmovegroup.com. We'll close this search on June 2nd. Next up, we have Jefferson City, Missouri. Their regional economic development partnership is in need of a CEO. So originally, the Jefferson City Area Chamber of Commerce managed economic development efforts, but in a recent strategic planning initiative, the organization decided to spin out a new EDO from the chamber and run its own organization. So this will be a separate organization from the chamber, although they will support each other and work as sister companies. So Jeff City was named America's Most Beautiful Small Town by Rand McNally in 2014, and it's home to leading business and educational institutions, excellent health care, entertainment, and recreational opportunities. The CEO will administer the creation and facilitation of programs and actions necessary to accomplish the corporate mission for economic development, which is to maintain and strengthen the economy and to create new jobs within the city. The salary range for this one is $135,000 to $155,000, and residency is also required within three months of uh, accepting the position for this role. You can apply by submitting your resume to Jeff City at thenextmovegroup.com by June 4th. Last up in Next Move Group searches, Upshur County, West Virginia is looking for an executive director. So Upshur County is located in North Central, in the North Central section of the state, just off I-79 and directly on the developing new Corridor H. This will be a four-lane restricted highway that leads directly to the Washington, D.C. metro area with about a three-hour drive. 
So the director will oversee and execute the comprehensive plan for economic development for the county by performing a number of duties, such as directing the execution of the economic development plan and providing periodic progress reports to the organization and the executive committee. The ideal candidate will be collaborative and friendly, innovative, a relationship builder, and someone who is a great communicator as they will be the face of the organization. A bachelor's degree and two years of experience or training is required or an equivalent combination of those two. The salary for this role is 75,000. You can apply by submitting your resume to Upshur at the nextmovegroup.com by Friday, June 18th. Moving on to other searches in the U.S., the Iowa Lakes Corridor Development Corporation in Spencer, Iowa is in need of a CEO. So the CEO will be the primary leader of the team with support from the board and managing daily operations, hiring and supervising of staff and of carrying out short-term objectives um, to advance the board strategic plan. A bachelor's degree in business administration or a similar field is required, as well as eight years of relevant experience and progressive work experience. The salary range will be 130 to 140,000. Next up in McMinnville, Oregon, the Economic Development Partnership is looking for an executive director. MEDP is a nonprofit dedicated to economic development in the community. The organization works with local businesses to connect them with resources while showing prospective companies the opportunities within McMinnville. The executive director will play a key role in MEDP's mission to advance strategies that target the needs of the community's trade sector businesses. So two years of economic development, public relations, community development, or business management experience, and a bachelor's degree is required for this role. However, an equivalent combination of those two will suffice. And while living in the area is encouraged, it is not required. The salary range is 80,000 to 90,000, and you can apply by submitting your resume via email to Marcy Humley at meh at mc-power.com. All right, over in Manassas, Virginia, they are looking for an assistant director of economic development. This individual will be responsible for planning a comprehensive economic development and tourism program for the city that includes planning, coordinating, and implementing marketing and advertising, maintaining and disseminating information, and assisting prospects and existing businesses. You'll need a bachelor's degree in marketing, communications, or related field, as well as three to five years of progressively responsible marketing or related experience. An equivalent combination of education, training, and experience is also acceptable. The salary range for this one will be 80 to 90,000. Up in New York, their Economic Development Council is in need of a deputy director. The NYSEDC is growing and looking for new talent that can take the organization to the next level. This role will be a senior position that helps the team manage and implement new initiatives. Applicants will need to have a bachelor's degree and at least eight years of relevant experience in economic development or association management. An additional training, any additional training is a plus. You can apply by submitting a resume and cover letter to info nysedc.org. Last but not least, the Montgomery County, Kansas Action Council is looking for an executive director as well. MCAC is a public-private countywide economic development agency that's seeking an experienced economic development director to expand its successful initiatives. The county is located in southeast Kansas and is home to numerous manufacturers such as Standard Motor Products and John Deere. The community was also recognized in 2020 by Site Selectors Magazine as one of the top performing micropolitan areas in the U.S. Some of their preferred skills include business development and recruiting, 
finance, economics and economic development, grants and marketing. You can apply by mailing your resume to the committee at MCAC Executive Committee, P.O. Box 588, Independence, Kansas 67301, or email it to admin at actioncouncil.com. The salary will be based on experience. That's going to wrap up jobs across the U.S. We have a lot more coming with Next Move Group in the next few weeks, so stay tuned. Hello, this is Brandon Nettles. In this week's Rounding the Bases segment, I'll be detailing new industrial announcements from across America. Starts off this week, congrats to our friend Matthew Harrison in Grenada, Mississippi. Milwaukee Tool announced plans to invest $60 million to support the operation of a new manufacturing facility in Grenada County, Mississippi. As part of the 1,200 overall jobs Milwaukee will bring to the region, 800 of these will be in the new Grenada facility, and the remaining 400 will be across its existing Mississippi locations. Saputo Dairy will invest $30 million to expand its manufacturing center in Las Cruces, New Mexico, uh, and that's going to create 150 new employees. J.C. Ford Company, uh, they're an automated equipment manufacturer. They're going to invest $30 million to renovate two existing facilities and locate new manufacturing operations in Columbia, Tennessee, um, and that company is going to bring 210 new jobs in Maury County over the next five years. Heliox will establish their first North American HQ in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, the expansion will create more than 70 jobs in the region within the next year. Meyerhauser plans to uh, make an investment in its sawmill facility in Holden, Louisiana. The project would result in approximately $157 million invested over several years to upgrade equipment and modernize the sawmill. Road Tech Incorporated, uh, they're a paving equipment manufacturer. They're going to expand operations in Chattanooga, Tennessee. The project is expected to create 128 new jobs in Hamilton County. Interfor will invest $30 million in expanding their sawmill operations in Perry, Georgia. Webster Store uh, will open a distribution center in Savannah, Georgia. The project is expected to create more than 100 jobs in Chatham County. Guidehouse will invest $12.7 million to establish a global HQ in Fairfax County, Virginia. The project is, it, the project is expected to create more than 900 new jobs. Alum will establish its first U.S. manufacturing facility in Frederick, Maryland. The company is actively recruiting for 1,500 new positions in the region. Uh, Fitessa will invest more than $19.2 million to expand its new operations center in Terre Haute, Indiana. Ampac Fine Chemicals will invest $25 million to expand its existing operations in Petersburg, Virginia. The company plans to create 156 jobs. Hillmar Cheese Company will invest $460 million to build a new processing plant in Dodge City, Kansas, the company plans to create 247 new jobs in the region. Lion Electric Company plans to build the company's first ever manufacturing facility in Joliet, Illinois. The company is expected to create at least 745 new jobs. 250 Cross Farm Lane will open a new contract pharmaceutical manufacturing facility in York County, Pennsylvania. The $22 million project is expected to create 100 new jobs in the region. Finally, Nucor Corporation is invested, investing $58 million to upgrade its engineered bar mill in Norfolk, Nebraska. That's going to round us out for this week. If you have any upcoming announcements that you'd like us to feature, please feel free to reach out and I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, it's Gabby Molise and welcome to this week's Learning Lab segment. This week, I'm going to talk about the Small Business Administration and different grants that are available for small businesses who are impacted by COVID-19. First on the agenda today is the Supplemental Targeted Advances Program. 
the SBA is still giving out up to $5 billion in grants under its 2021 Supplemental Targeted Advances program launched last month. To be eligible, the small businesses must have no more than 10 employees be located in low-income areas and had an economic loss due to the coronavirus pandemic of greater than 50% over an eight-week period since March 2nd of 2020, compared to the previous year. These eligible businesses can receive up to $5,000 in grants, and these grants are in addition to the $10,000 many businesses received from earlier economic injury disaster loan funds and their PPP loans. You can visit sba.gov EIDL for more information. Next on the agenda is the Shuttered Venues Operators Grant. The Shuttered Venue Operators Program includes over $16 billion in grants to shuttered venues to be administered by the Small Business Association's Office of Disaster Assistance. There are three distinct 14-day periods during which the SBOG funds will be awarded. Priority one applicants that lost 90% or more of their revenue from April to December of 2020 are scheduled to receive funds of up to $10 million in the first 14 days of disbursement. Following that, priority two establishments that lost 70% or more of their revenue in the same time period will receive funds over the next 14 days. And last in line are businesses that lost 25% or more of their revenue in 2020, which will receive funds in the last 14 days after the second round of funding closes. You can learn more and apply at sba.gov slash funding program slash loans slash COVID-19 relief options slash shuttered venues operators grant. So if you're considering different funding options through the SBA, I would definitely check out their website. They have many different charts and graphs that you can look at to try to figure out whether or not you're still eligible, say you applied for the PPP loans, et cetera. And you can learn more about that on sba.gov slash funding program slash loan slash COVID-19 relief options slash cross program eligibility SBA COVID-19 relief options. Well, that's all for this week. And until next time.